Transform your home and make space for more fulfillment and joy. Get personalized help with transforming your home from a nationally recognized professional organizer. Are you ready to commit to making a lasting change? Presenting the Clear Space, Clear Mind virtual organizing sessions. Simply visit www.barbiejoe.com to book your session today. Hi, this is Barbie Joe, and you are listening to Don't Get Lost in the Laundry. This is a show for busy moms and families where we talk about household order and function. We'll discuss tricks of the trade and systems to improve family life and managing a household. Hello, everyone. Barbie Joe here, and welcome to another episode of Don't Get Lost in the Laundry. Have you ever struggled with getting your kids to sleep through the night? or having your bed to yourself. Today, I want to introduce you to Rebecca. She is a mompreneur, author of her first children's book. And this was all because of after struggling to find a way to get her young son to sleep in his own bed throughout the night. So as a longtime resident of San Diego, Rebecca graduated from Cal State St. Marcos with a BFA in communication. Landing speaking roles in San Diego's Startup Week and on-site at USD, Rebecca inspires other struggling and tired parents to appeal to their child's sense of empathy and desire to grow up. She currently resides in Carlsbad, California, beautiful over there. And welcome to the show. I am so excited to be talking about this subject. Thank you, Barbie Joe. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to talk about the subject because I think it uh, has resonated with so many of us parents at different times in our motherhood journey. Oh, 100%. I remember being in the thick of motherhood and just thinking, will I ever sleep again? <laughs> so this is great. Tell us a little bit of your backstory and how you got to be where you are today. Well, I got to be in the position I'm in today because I was tired for a very long time. <laughs> and my son actually did not sleep well through the night till he was probably four years old. And that is a lot longer than it should have been, obviously. And I um, it, it just, my husband and I just struggled for years and years and years to figure out a way to really resonate with him to, to sleep, not just through the, the night, but through in his own bed. And that was coupled with my son's desire to also grow up a little bit faster, which I think is pretty normal for most kids, but he's a little smaller than the average. He's now seven years old. He's always been a little smaller than most of the kids his age. So he couldn't do things like ride the water slides and go on the roller coasters and other things that a lot of his other friends his age were doing. So he had this pain point of not being able to do what all the other kids could do. And my husband and I had the pain point of not being able to sleep very well because our son wasn't sleeping. And I just kind of had this aha moment one day to connect the two. And that's where the concept of the growing bed came from. So my son obviously wanted to sleep in our bed all the time. And, and one day it just dawned on me to, to explain to him, you know, when mommy and daddy go to bed, we're done growing. So we go to bed to recharge and to rest. When you go to bed, you need to grow. So you need to stay in your growing bed. That's how you'll get to ride on the roller coasters and get a big boy booster seat, et cetera, et cetera. And it literally was a light bulb moment 
connecting his pain point with our pain point. And it really did just make all the difference and things changed dramatically in our house at that point, as far as sleep goes for everybody. (laughs) That's incredible. I can remember a specific time I was shopping at Walmart and the person who was checking me out was upset. And I said, Hey, how are you doing? And it just kind of unlocked Pandora's box. And he just started unloading to me on how upset he was with his wife that their eight-year-old son was still in bed with them and that he would have to get up out of bed in the middle of the night and go to another bedroom. And it was really affecting their marriage. And I thought, oh my gosh, that is so sad, but so common. So this is really great that you're talking about this. It is. It's very common. There, I always... It's not a joke, but I always tease that there's a reason sleep deprivation is used as a method of torture because there were days where if I didn't think I was going to get arrested, I would have laid down on the floor of Vons or Costco or Kroger and taken a nap. I was so <laughs> tired. And you can't be a good you can't be a good mom when you're exhausted. You can't be a good employee. You can't be a good wife. You can't be a good friend. There's so many things that are are critical for you to be well rested to do to do well at, right? So if if someone had told me, you know, if you just bathe your kid in a bath of jello, he'll sleep through the night, I would have said what color? Like what flavor? <laughs> I was just And my husband and I, we did the same thing you um, were were mentioning. We would just, it was basically flip a coin and who got to sleep that night? Because we knew we both weren't getting a good night's sleep. So we traded off on who got to sleep well on any given evening. And it was just, it was no way to live long-term. So I was really happy that this concept of the growing bed connected with my son. And, um, you know, I, you know, as moms do, we all kind of commiserate at the park or over a happy hour or something like that. And more and more friends said, you know, I think you might be onto something, Rebecca, you should think about, you know, writing a book. And that's what's led me here today to being a published children's author unexpectedly, but lovingly, I'm loving it. That's amazing. So let's dive into why sleep is so important for children. We know that they need their sleep, but let's dive into the importance of it. Absolutely. Every every child needs to, and, and actually even through adulthood, but especially in, in childhood, uh, they're just growing so rapidly, cognitively, fig, um, physically, emotionally. They, they really need that time for their body to repair itself from the crazy activity they've had during the day, even if that activity is just, you know, playing with ABC blocks and, and Play-Doh. They really need that time to sleep and for their bot- batteries to recharge and, and to get a good night's rest so that they can be well-equipped the next day to take on all the things that little kids do. And, you know, as an adult, I think we look at it and say, oh, you know, it's their finger painting or they're playing at the park all day. But those are critical things for children to learn, um, you know, very, very important skills in their childhood. And, and the rest that they get at night is really the backbone of all of that. That's great. That is so true. These little humans that we are in care of are rapidly changing and evolving. And so, It is so important. So tell me, what lessons does your book teach? 
the lessons the growing bed teaches, uh, and one of an, one of the unexpected joys we found in this process of, of of connecting the concept of sleep and growth with our son, who was only you know three or four at the time, was this sense of empathy. And I never, I think it's never too young to start teaching children empathy. There are many adults today that could use a lesson in empathy, quite frankly. But another point that resonated with my son was the fact that when he woke us up in the middle of the night, or he insisted on coming into bed with us in the middle of the night, that mommy and daddy weren't sleeping well, which made us sad. It made us grumpy. It made us sleepy. So I don't think there's a little kid in the world who wants to make their mommy and daddy sad. And they certainly don't want to make them grumpy. So when he was able to, even at three or four years old, connect the fact that his actions affected his mom and dad's action, it it put it into a different perspective for him. So he started learning how to be um, empathetic and sympathetic to other people's needs and wants and how his behavior could affect that. So that was an unexpected but wonderful outcome of, of this learning process with him as well, to just fostering empathy at such a young age. It also has taught him not to, or to, it's taught him to try not to compare himself to others so much. You know, we all at that little age want to be faster and bigger and, and all those things. But what matters most is being kind. And, um, and so he, he's learning, learning how to, through his actions, be able to get what he wants, which is, you know, in the book, it shows him being able to ride a roller coaster and to play on the monkey bars and he gets a big boy booster seat and things like that. So it really kind of starts putting that cause and effect into his head as well. That's terrific because that is a life lesson they will take with them throughout life and especially into adulthood that a lot of people are not so um, evolved and mature in. So that's fantastic. Now, what did you learn while writing this book? That is a good question. I had this book floating around in my head for quite a few years. As I mentioned, I talked to just friends about it casually and everyone kept saying, you know, you're onto something. You should write this down. And, you know, quite frankly, we've all probably read a children's book where we thought, well, how did that even get to print? It just seemed like, how did that happen? So I said, well, if those people can get a book, I can write a book too, right? And my husband said something the other day. He's like, huh, I'm married to an author. I didn't see that coming. And I said, well, thanks. <laughs> but we both had a good <laughs> a good chuckle about it. I, it's taught me... Um, it's taught me a couple of things. Perseverance and to never underestimate yourself. I never grew up dreaming of writing a children's book. I never dreamt of being an, uh, an author. It wasn't on my bucket list per se. But dang it, why shouldn't I? The concept works, the growing bed, and it still works to this day, actually. When our family goes to a hotel, uh, the first thing we do when we walk in the hotel room is say, okay, Anderson, my son's name's Anderson. I, we say, okay, Anderson, pick which one of the beds in the room is the growing bed. And he's seven and a half. And he looks at the two beds and he picks which one is the growing bed. And then there's no fights over uh, who's sleeping in which bed. So it's it's taught me perseverance. It's taught me the fact that there is no right or wrong way to parent your child. I think most of us 
understand that. Love is shown in, in many different ways when it comes to you and your children. But again, if, if someone had told me to do X, Y, and Z to get my son to sleep, I would have done it. So if this book helps one other family find a way to get their kid to sleep through the night, then I, then I will call it a win. So there's, there's many different ways to accomplish goals when it comes to raising children. So I just feel the more tools in our tool belt, the better, right? Oh, for sure. I am all about giving moms any sort of guidance direction, whatever we've experienced and found as a win to pass that along because being a mom does not come with a set of instructions and every child is so different and we just have to be so adaptable on how we raise and deal with certain situations. So I think this is a great tool that every parent should have in their tool belt. Absolutely. So tell me, how many things did you actually try before you found a method that worked for your child? Oh my gosh, Barbie Joe. Okay. So I, some of the f- most memorable ones are someone had mentioned, or I had read somewhere about um, a metronome you know, the, the tool you use to keep time in music, typically when you're playing piano, that goes tick tock, tock. I bought a metronome at one point. I probably (laughs) bought three or four different sound machines. I, I think, I think the most crazy thing I ever did was, have you heard when people, um, are about to have a baby and they also have a dog, right? So the dog's been a part of the house before the baby and they tell you to start washing some of the baby clothes or a baby blanket in the detergent that you're going to wash baby's clothes in and then show the dog those baby clothes or a baby blanket. So the dog gets used to the scent of the baby. Yeah. Okay. Follow me on this one. So I use that. I use that rationale, that train of thought to one night. I was like, he just won't stop crying. He won't stay in his bed. And this is when he was littler, but not so little that he could hurt himself in the crib. I, in the middle of the night, I took my shirt off. I'm like, my shirt smells like me. And I stuck it in a corner of the crib. And I was like, he'll be comforted by the smell of my shirt and maybe he'll go to sleep. Yeah, it didn't work. It didn't work at all. So that, that was, um, that's just some of the crazy stuff. And then I have so many pictures um, from the baby monitor of my husband or I sleeping on the floor in his oh. bedroom while he's in the crib, while he's in his you know little toddler bed, just because he slept fine when we were nearby. And uh, it was, yeah. So I, I tried a lot of things. Not all of them I'm proud of and not many of them worked. <laughs> <laughs> but you you do anything, wouldn't you, for a good night's sleep? So, one hundred percent, yes, that is so true. What you get desperate. I remember times seeing friends, you know, just driving circles around the neighborhood in desperation to get a child to sleep. You know, it just it's one of those things. You'll do anything for sleep. With that said, should every child have a growing bed? Well, I think that's a great question. And yes, every child should have a growing bed. And it's one of those universal things that that it doesn't have to be the actual bed in your home, Barbie Jo. It can be, as I mentioned, it could be a bed at the hotel room. And the child gets to pick out which bed in the hotel room is their growing bed. And that way everyone knows 
their role, where they're sleeping, where they're staying during the night, et cetera, et cetera. So you can take that concept of the growing bed with you on vacation. Uh, in the book, the growing bed is activated with mom or dad's last little kiss on the boy's forehead. That's what activates the growing bed. So say your kids are having a sleepover at grandma or grandpa's house and they've got the bed in the guest room. Well, when grandma or grandpa go to tuck in the little boy or the little girl, when they give them a little goodnight kiss, that activates the magic of the growing bed. So any bed can be turned into a growing bed. And if if the children have an option or the child has an option to pick between a couple beds, they can pick their own too. So it's a fun little concept that um, I think every family could find a way to incorporate no matter where they are, whether they're at home or on the road. I love this concept and I'm so excited that you have a book about it, which makes it just even more applicable and easy to apply when you can teach through storytelling and through books and pictures. I just think that takes it to another level. So do you have another book in mind? It's funny you ask. I, again, like I'd mentioned before, I had never set out, you know, in my professional journey or even my journey as a motherhood to become an author. But now I am. Now I have this beautiful picture book uh, in front of me and, and a beautiful story to go along with it. So I kind of think the natural evolution is that people always assume, oh, you've got another one in the in the pipelines. You know, like when you get engaged, they say, when are you getting married? And when you get married, they say, well, when are you having a baby? And then you have one and then when are you having another baby? So if, um, if I had to sit down tomorrow and write another children's book, I do have a couple ideas in my head. Is that the path I'm going on? I'm not sure. Who knows? I'd love to see how this book, The Growing Bed, goes. But I, I could see myself uh, writing another book or two. It's been a wonderful process, an amazing learning curve and a learning process. And to do most of it through the, the chaos and craziness of 2020 and all that that entailed, um, I'd like to think that the next book would be a smoother process. But yes, I do have a couple other ideas floating around in my head. So we'll see, see if that pans out. That's amazing. Now I have to ask, is your son sleeping through the night? <laughs> my son is sleeping through the night. He is. Uh, barring any loose tooth, he just actually lost a tooth in the middle of the night, not too long ago. But uh, he is sleeping through the night and we feel comfortable you know, being able to go to bed and know that we won't have to see him until the morning if that's, um, if that's, you know, any, any consolation or to show you that this, this concept has really worked well for our family and for him and has really, really resonated. So I'm hoping it will do the same for other families. That's incredible. You're a walking testimonial of your own book, which is really cool. So tell us, where can we find your book? You can find The Growing Bed almost everywhere you would buy books right now online. You can pre-order it at Amazon.com or BarnesandNoble.com, Walmart.com. It is available through those avenues the first week of August. However, if you want to order it at TheGrowingBed.com, then I'm able to ship it out and personalize it for you. So if you have a little Sarah or Johnny or Adam or Mark or Jennifer who wants um, their own personalized copy of The Growing Bed, then thegrowingbed.com is the best place to go for that. 
Awesome. So excited to see this book. Thank you so much for being with us today and sharing this awesome tool that I think every home needs. Thank you, Barbie Jo. It's been a pleasure and I'm happy to add to the tool belt for all the parents out there that are just exhausted. Thank you for listening to Don't Get Lost in the Laundry. Don't forget to check out my website at barbiejo.com. And if you liked this episode, you've got to subscribe. I'd love to have you join me. Bye for now. 